Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to the show. Welcome to your week. This is going to be an all-new pop culture roundup. I'm not going to be my uh, do my normal monologue at the beginning because I'm in Ohio with family. Uh, and, uh, there's still an all new episode that we just recorded though. Me and Sophie Ross, we cover Vanderpump rules, the traders, uh, everything. But I do want to say I got it wrong because I had not watched the Grammys yet. And I've only gotten to watch a small piece, but as soon as I was done, I went upstairs, Taylor Swift was accepting an award and she is not doing reputation Taylor's, uh, Taylor Swift's version. She is actually releasing the Tortured Poets Department album on April 19th. The Tortured Poets Department. I'm not sure I like that title. It feels like something I potentially would have written in my journal in junior high. But listen, I mean, she's doing another album. The album cover is already on her Instagram. So I just wanted to put that up top. We will talk all about this more tomorrow along with all of the Grammy highlights because I think there has been a couple. I just watched Jay-Z's speech where he uh, brought his daughter Blue Ivy on stage. I thought that was amazing. So we'll cover all that tomorrow on Tuesday's episode. Make sure you're subscribed. Rated five stars, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And also, we did a uh, hour and ten minute Patreon Q and A episode over there. If that's your thing, but I hope you guys have the best start to your week ever. And this is just a really fun, silly podcast. Uh, I needed this laugh, so hopefully, you guys will have some laughs listening to it too. So, have a great Monday, and I will talk to you on Tuesday. Bye, folks. Welcome to your week. It's an all new episode of So Bad It's Good. I'm excited for this one in particular because we have a pop culture roundup and the one, the only, if you're watching this on YouTube, she looks fabulous. Sophie Ross, welcome back to the show. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I said, what are you, what are you dressed up for? The Grammys? And she's like, no, we were just out and about. We were just out and about. We were out and about. And then before we record, I just like, you know, touch up my makeup. You know, I'm just a girl. I'm just a girl. You're just a girl in the world. But like... I haven't showered in two days. Um, I was <laughs> on my deathbed yesterday. I threw. Hey guys, guys, just so you, everybody knows, wait, I gotta. Why she was on her deathbed? She had her engagement party on Friday night, and what happened at the? I mean, the engagement. Because by the way, I think this this when you're on, especially we need updates about the wedding, the engagement, all of this stuff. So what happened at the engagement party that you were so ill on Saturday? I just I can't. First of all. It it was just like not it was it was a casual thing, so like I feel doesn't sound like it, Sophie. Does not sound casual. I know. I'm like I feel bad being like this was our official engagement party. It basically was like we didn't because we got engaged right before the holidays. We didn't have a chance to like celebrate with our New York friends, so we found (laughs) you know this one weekend that worked for people, and you know we went to East Point, which is also where we had the watch parties for Vanderpump. 
last spring and it's just like one of my favorite bars. I love it. And they have Aperol spritz pitchers. Oh, gross. Aperol spritz pitchers. A big, and then like a big pitcher of Aperol spritz. I love it. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, and then they God. also have like Prosecco with like fresh fruit that you can order. Like a whole okay. thing of Prosecco with like a whole thing of fresh fruit. That um, we got like buckets of beers and then they came out with like a sign that was like, congrats, Sophie and Henry. And then handed us, I don't take shots anymore, but everyone was staring at us. They handed us shots. So then I felt like I had to take the shot. And then it was just like all downhill from there. So I like your like Tom Schwartz. I only do. I only do half shots. I only do half shots now. I'm California sober starting yesterday. Oh, but, just like DJ James Kennedy. I'm yeah. California sober. Like, I didn't even make it to midnight. And like everyone was having so much fun. Like I organized it. So I was happy that like everyone was having so much fun. I had so much fun. But then I was like, I need to go home because I'm sick. And then like we didn't even make it to midnight. All of a sudden we were like in the Uber home. We were like, wait, it's 1130. <laughs> Dude, that's the biggest sign you're ready to be married is that you can't, I know. You can't make it past old. midnight. Um, so you Wait, enough sick. about me though. You were just yeah, in Cincinnati. Way, you guys, if, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you'll notice a different background. I'm in Columbus, Ohio right now, but I was in Cincinnati just this morning for the last day and a half. That's where Sophie, the mean streets where Sophie was raised. And I got a real sense of why Sophie is the way she is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was talking to uh cousin Hillary who actually knew Sophie and was like, but she, I was like, Oh, is this like a big go out place? And she was like, no, nah, a lot of house parties and stuff like that and i was just picturing young sophie around the streets of cincinnati i saw the stadium where joe burrow your your love yeah we had a a 75th birthday dinner at um this guy it was right by the football stadium jeff rubies jeff rubies Rubies, yes best steak steak. i love one restaurant i'm like yeah jeff rubies Joe, and Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's name is on the menu. Yeah, he has they, he has a, a dish at Jeff Ruby's. It's like a Creole, like, Creole, yes. it's a really good steakhouse, by the way, guys. Not just by Cincinnati standards, like, genuinely really good steak. And they had this thing where they, like, would wheel out this, like, uh, container with, like, dry ice. And it was a Air Jordan shoe that was a cake. But like the presentation would be insane. It was like a hundred bucks and you could get like a cake, like an Air Jordan shoe cake that they wheeled out with dry ice. And it was wild. But um, yeah, so now I'm in Columbus because it's my grandma's hundredth birthday and spent the day. Happy birthday, grandma. It's wild. And I was like hoping to get her on the podcast, but it was just at the, it just wouldn't have been good for anybody involved. And it was one of those things where it's like a hundred years. It's amazing. She's so beautiful. I mean, she really does look great. What a beautiful smile, but it was just, uh, you know, those things were like, Oh, this, this would not be fun for the podcast. You know, like, you know, I, like I don't know. I don't know. About imagine, imagine a hundred years of memories. Imagine a hundred years of memories. A hundred years. Like that is, that's something. That is something. And I was trying to explain what a podcast was again. And that's always hard with anybody, no matter their age. Like, you know, any age. But uh, it was nice, but it was just so many, I don't know. I think, you know, I'm so glad to be talking to you right now because it's just been so, I mean, this year is just so many memories and, and, you know, talking and thinking about my mom and being here and and Columbus was where I was born and where my mom and dad met and like, they grew up here and it's, it's been, uh, it's been a little, you know, I don't know. It's been a little emotional. It's emotional. emotional. Yeah. And and you're like, you're my grandma's sitting there going like, Oh, I've had such a great life. And, but she'll repeat the same, like I've had a great life every 10 minutes and it's beautiful. But then you're at this, 
assisted living facility, not to bring it down, but you're like all these people that nobody comes to visit and nobody, you know, and I just like, we were talking to them and I was just like, God, I, I should throw Vanderpump rules, watch parties here. Like, you know, get, get all these like people at the assisted living facility into Vanderpump rules. But also like, if you do, like I have family in assisted living facilities you might be surprised by how much fucking fun some of these places are. They have like game nights. There's like gossip and like some of them are sleeping together. And there's like a lot of like social events. No, like, it, it, well, I will say this, this lady that's right next to my grandma, she, uh, she hit on my dad. She was like, you are so handsome. Hell yeah. You know, then my dad brought her a bottle of Moscato because she said he was handsome. And I was like, dad, this lady's playing you just to get the bottle of Moscato. Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so easy. Um, okay. So anyways, that's, but I will say Cincinnati was kind of awesome. And Wait, did you get Skyline? No. So because I ate so much. And the thing is, if you're doing like a two hour drive then to Columbus, I wasn't going to load up on chili after I had like eaten a big steak dinner, I wanted to so badly and it was right there, but like, I, I, I've got a podcaster's ass as is. I can't just keep adding I'm to that. Not, I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy either about it. I only so I, much. You can get, get it in Columbus though and you should. Okay. And but I was should. told, I was told by the family that said, they said it's not as good in Columbus. Cincinnati is the best skyline. Well, Cincinnati is the birthplace. If you're listening to this and you're like, what is skyline? It's like the Cincinnati signature Cincinnati dish. I feel like I've explained it so many times. So I'm sorry <laughs> if you've heard me explain it before, but it's like this thin, it's not like the type of like chili that you're picturing where it's like chunky, like Texas style chili. It's a really thin, like sweet sauce. And you put it on like overcooked spaghetti piled with <laughs> shredded cheddar cheese, like a pile of it. And that's a three way. You can add onions <laughs> or beans, make it a four way, a five way. And, um, you can also do like a cheese coney, put it on a hot dog. Like it's just so freaking good. And before you are like, Ooh, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> Try it. Try it. I'm telling you, oh, I'm telling no. you. I have no issue with it. I mean, like I was, but I will say we went to like this, we went to a sign museum. We went to the old train station where they have museums. Like, oh we, yeah, we, we I love whole, that museum. I mean, it actually was kind of wildly beautiful, the ceiling of that museum, but it was, uh, oh, it was, it was my, great. my childhood. I used to run those streets. Oh, I can tell. And by the way, you know, cousin Hillary knew or knew of you, you had mutual friends and she was like, I've been following her wedding. She had an engagement party last night. I was like, and I, no, I texted her. I think she's wildly oh hungover right hi, now. Hi, cousin Hillary. Yes. Hi. Um, also, wait. I also speaking of like food, we Doordashed. Um, by we, I mean I. I'm not bringing my fiance into this. Um, <laughs> I Doordashed four times yesterday. Four, that has to be a new record. It wasn't just breakfast, lunch, dinner. It was breakfast, lunch, dinner, then Popeyes at 11 p.m. And oh. I had Chick-fil-A breakfast. The Chick-fil-A breakfast, by the way, was really good. You guys, I highly, highly by recommend. The way, this is now a food podcast, right? This is like a, a this is. Well, I feel a, like a if a you've been listening to, to our episodes for a while, it's kind of a throwback to like yes. when I would be eating KFC, like single oh. on my couch. So <laughs> we've come a long way. Wait, does your fiance look at those days and be like, what the hell did I get myself into? 
Honestly, when he, he when loves the Popeye, it. Okay, I was like, when the he Popeye's loves happens, it. Popeye's Popeye's was the only one that was his idea last night. Every other meal was me, but Popeye's, he was and like, you made him yeah. wait till eleven p.m. for his idea to be taken <laughs> in. Amazing. Um, okay, so that's what we've been up to in our little lives. But there has been so much going on. I in think terms I of like this, this little life. life. I swear to God, if Kim Kardashian does that TikTok video with that song, I think I like this little life. And she's like on a gold jet somewhere. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be livid. Um, okay, so let's get the let's get the big one before I really want to talk about traders, the traders on Peacock. But I want to talk about. Let's get into the Vanderpump Rules season premiere because that happened. It got huge ratings, uh, very exciting. But what did you think overall? I mean, it was it was good. We're still, you know, I guess we're what three months out from Scandal. First of all, I love when they filmed this. It was three months out of Scandal. Yeah, yeah. I love Sheena making. Scandal somehow about herself. It's like so okay. iconic. It's, I hate to I hate to stand up for okay. No, but. I do I know I I honestly am not. I appreciate her opening up about the fact that she's on SSRIs and that, you know, stress and all of the publicity and just like attention yeah. that they've been getting has well, probably she had to go to court. She had to go to court because right, of you know, right. the Rachel. She had a restraining order. Like I feel like it probably was really destabilizing for like all of them. So like, I appreciate that, but like, still, I just like, love. It's, it is, it is so shit. It's like, that's what's so great about Sheena is that she's been with this show from the beginning. And it's one of those things, like how we can never escape our essential personas. Like, you know, yeah. I'll always be this worrier, no matter how much success I have in my life. I will always probably like, we can't escape these basic things about ourselves. And I think that's endearing in some ways, but it is funny how like Sheena was just getting beat up right and left right after that episode of like, of course Sheena would make it about herself. And I thought, how hysterical when we're yelling at this person, when it's like, why don't you give a little bit of that energy over to Tom Schwartz? Why Tom Schwartz is still escaping persecution. Like Sandoval is whatever, but Schwartz is like, I'm not Sandoval. You got to understand. But we're still forgetting that he did help engineer in a triangle, him, Rachel, and Tom. And Rachel is the only person that is admitting to any of this now. The rest of those guys, it's not scot-free, but it is pretty damn close. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's also like, I don't know, Schwartz just always gets away with whatever the fuck he wants. And he's so charming and nice and funny that I can understand why. And because he's so nice and he's not, he doesn't come off crazy and indignant like Tom does. In the flashback, the flashback of last season when Schwartz is like, oh my God, I'm so happy to be done with Katie. I do not miss her whatsoever. That was like the one time where like, I was like, that's the real Schwartz. He was so 1000% genuine. Like he was so genuine in that moment. I was like, that's Schwartz. Like the mask kind of like came off a little bit, but otherwise he always has that little like charming veneer on, you know? Do you trust Schwartz with plants? No, obviously not. <laughs> By the way, wouldn't it be great by the end of the season, all every one of those plants is just completely obviously. dead? Obviously. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought was funny was Lala wearing her send it to Daryl merch while talking about like extending the olive branch to Raquel. <laughs> after she had, That's you great. know, That's great. profited, got like squeezed all the, the juice out of it that she possibly could. <laughs> And now she extends the olive branch to Raquel. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank. But with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces 
at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. So a lot of people are looking at that a bunch of different ways because it's like, okay, Lala is like kind of smart. Like it gives her a storyline and also Lala like making it about herself. She's like, look, like I've been the other woman and like. Like making it about like her and Rand, like shut up. Like, shut isn't up. it funny that she finally like Lala is so funny because she always like she always admits to everything that we've been saying like six years after the fact. She'll be like, at the end of the day, all the things people said to me were true. Said about me were yeah. true. Like she's like, yeah. they were all true. And I was like, that's really like that's okay. That's really that's something. Wow, you really said something there. But then you're like, I just thought it was so funny in that last scene with Ariana saying, Ariana, why don't you fully let me in? I sometimes feel like you keep me at an arm's length. And then Ariana's like, no, I think, you know, it's great. Everything's good. And she's like, oh, by the way, I also did reach out to Rachel, (laughs) you know, like on the same scene. I thought I was like, this is why she potentially keeps you at arm's length. Yeah. You're wondering why she keeps you at arm's length. Like that's freaking why. It's so funny. I I get it because I feel like, you know, uh, not only have the tides turned in terms of like Ariana, like there's a lot of people on social media being like, and like that scene of Lala 
from, you know, the upcoming season. I never saw somebody get cheated on and become God. And become a God. Like people are saying that online as well. They're like, all she did was get cheated on. And like, now she's so full of herself. And also the tides have turned kind of where people are like, oh, Raquel, like everyone was too hard on her. And (laughs) I see, I see, I, 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 Get the Raquel thing. Honestly, I do. I think that Lala should have talked to Ariana before, before she out. before she made that decision to reach out. Like, but then just, Lisa, Lisa was like, "Don't do it. Have it be a surprise for the dear girl." Like Lisa looked like she had a female boner when Lala said that to her. Like, "Oh, you're so wise for reaching out to." Oh her. my god! Thank you. Isn't it oh, funny that they've God. all they've all signed on to this show? Like it's it's like golden handcuffs. Where like I always said, if you watch the show at this thing of like they can't escape the show, so it's like they have to find a way to work together, and it's like misery because in essence, who would ever really truly want to be on the show after you did get cheated on by somebody that you're in a nine year relationship with one of your friends on the show? Like nobody would want to stay on that show, but at the same time, yeah, I want a paycheck. Like fuck yes, right. I do. I also like understood and I was like rooting for Raquel when she decided to leave the show. But now, but now it's like you could have negotiated as much money as you wanted and like obviously do whatever's best for your mental health. She's doing a podcast though. Like she's still like spilling all of it on her podcast, but she could have been, you know, having this lucrative (laughs) career and telling her side of the story to this like wider audience of over yeah, a million that, people every single well, week. Well, that's it. You're, Sophie, you're right. Like, that's it because the podcast, by the way, I've listened to a couple episodes. I, I I find it fine. It's good information. And I hear some people saying they like it. But like, you're right though. Being on Vanderpump Rules is a much bigger audience than any of their podcasts will ever be. You right. know, just because most people don't even know how to still fucking listen to a podcast. So mm-hmm. I think you're right in that sense. I just, well, speaking of podcasts though, I did want to bring that up because- how, I mean, Rachel, everybody would have bet like she would have been the worst podcast out of all the Vanderpumpers. She's not the worst one. I mean, and also Tom Sandoval needs to be stopped from ever doing another podcast again in terms of like, I mean, like lie to people, Tom, tell them that production won't let you do podcasts because it does not do you any favors. And I am speaking of one of our favorites. We've always championed Nick Vile, Ali, Nick Vile. We've always been a big fan here. We've always championed. Always championed him. And he did a two and a half hour interview where he left in 40 minutes of Tom Sandoval being late for the podcast. Then they argued about being late for the podcast for like 20 minutes, almost to the point that I thought it was a bit. And then we got into it and you... It, it kind of ruined the season for me, Sophie, because I realized, oh my God, we'll, we don't have a redemption season for Tom Sandoval because he is still as miserable he's and bitter. Nothing. Oh, he he's angrier. Accountability. He's, he's like, dude, I got beaten down again and again and again. That's what led me to make those decisions. Goes, I didn't listen to I it. Was I, this, I was this small. I was, Sophie, I was dude. this small, dude. You don't even know, dude. I was this small. Wait, so so Ryan and I were texting though. So like when that interview happened, I didn't again, I didn't listen to the episode. I just like watched the clips on social media, but Vulture they posted um how the Vile Files became meet the press for reality TV. <laughs> so we'll write up about Nick Vile. And then in the in the Instagram caption, 
Um, blah, blah, blah. There are plenty of podcasts hosted by reality stars that cover, you know, reality TV, but nobody brings such nuanced and yeah. in-depth analysis to the genre. Like, are, are you fucking kidding me, Walter? Are you kidding me? The way I hate that man, I hate him. And I know he apparently, like, I, I'm pretty sure Natalie, his fiance, just gave birth. Oh, congratulations. Um, so, like, awesome. congratulations. I fucking hate you, though, Nick. Like, I hate him. <laughs> okay, well, what I will say, what I will say, though, he, he gets real, like, he gets really good opportunities. And I will say, having listened to my first episode, like, the Tom Sandoval, like, he was able to... Like we didn't get tons of information, but he was able to kind of push back. He was able to push back. And I think that's what you kind of need for these certain things. But it's like, he's one of like four podcasts that these people are allowed to go on where they're able to be themselves and reveal actual information. And so it is funny though, that Vulture article was very, very loving towards Nick. It was very Wait, PR. Do, can you do like a quick impression? Cause I didn't listen to the podcast. Like, will you just do like one snippet of nick vile like what did he say um he'd be like uh it was kind of like what's that ellen degeneres <laughs> meme of uh what's her name uh that's, that's not, not true, true ellen. ellen that's yeah. not the truth like he was like tom don't you understand tom don't you understand that that's not how it is that maybe she actually deserves <laughs> to be bitter that she deserves to be bitter tom yeah but, no dude it's just enough dude yeah but tom you don't understand and then Schwartz would be like oh uh, i think what tom's trying to say like he's so sorry behind closed doors when we have private he's conversations sorry. together you don't know he's like the sorriest um but like i think sometimes he doesn't know how to communicate yeah, I get that. But I think, well, the thing is like, what a gift to Nick though, because like it's, I, I was shocked that that got released. I was shocked Sandoval didn't beg for that to not be released, but like he gave Nick such a gift. Like that was like, I mean, I just can't believe any of it. It was so wild. I love how, I love how Nick Vile always talks like he has like marbles in his mouth. <laughs> well, I will say for having been the first I'm episode. Sorry, and I'm not trying to be like, ableist or making fun of someone with like a speech impediment because I don't think that's what it is. I, I just he think he, he never like learned how to like and I well, know okay. Okay. Well, I, was, I, was I was trying to I was trying to give him like I was really trying to look at it from a different, like, I was like, oh, wow, he's so, because I listen to Stern a lot and Stern has gotten so relaxed over the years. I feel like Nick is so relaxed, almost too relaxed for like, maybe like get that relaxed in like five more years after you've really earned being that relaxed. But like me, yeah, I'm like, hey, but yes. like I will rip on myself too. I'm always like, hey, what's going on? He, acts you know? like he doesn't have to try. Like he acts like he's Howard Stern. Well, but I will say sometimes around those goofball reality show people, I think he does kind of see the game and been like, oh, uh, why the fuck am I even like, it, it's his bread and butter, but he's able to actually approach it at that like kind of relaxed level and they buy into it. Like none of those people, like Tom should have literally been like, who the fuck are you, dude? Like, are you fucking right. kidding me? Like, but it was, it was, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. So go listen to I it. Know I also thing. like, before you, before you even say anything about me making fun of someone else's voice and you're like, well, like you're Valley girl. Trust oh, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I thought of it first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna own it. I'm, I said it before. You can hurt me with it. I know. <laughs> no. And by the way, I do a big, uh, like I always get the radio announcer fucking thing voice, and I totally get that. Um, 
So I don't know. I I, you, I thought it was you know what job you'd be really good at. Uh oh, this like is I know hurt. we're like we haven't even talked. I guess we did talk about um Joe Burrow's stadium. We talked about him earlier. Well, can I be an announcer? Well, you would be good at the stadium voice. That's like it's burn down. <laughs> it's it's shot night for the ladies. Ladies, we're doing dollar Jaeger shots are you, here. Are you know what I'm talking about? Like you've been to a football game, right? Yes, I totally know what you and know. By what way, somebody, anybody out there listening, I don't know how much longer I have like podcasting in me. So if you guys have any stadium opportunities, that for actually like VOs, is my dream job. Like nothing else with the stadium other than the person that's going, it's by the way, this is, I would like, by the way, that's the dream. If anybody has like any kind of, and by the way, Jax, if you were a social media manager at that hockey team, we'd be willing to come announce for your team. That would be so, such a great thing. If the podcast could just get successful enough where we could go do some like play-by-play announcing for just one game or just like some like stadium announcements. Um, Okay. So Sandoval did this wild interview. But what I'm saying is that it kind of ruined the season for me because I'm like, oh, he doesn't change. There is no real accepting like responsibility for any of this. And we got this announcement that he was like, TMZ pushed this thing like Tom's dating this like model that dated Leonardo DiCaprio at one point. But then he was like spotted at this other bar on Friday night and somebody slipped into uh, app blocked by Jax's DM. And it was like the mom of the she's like, well, he might be dating her, but he also went home with my friend's daughter on Friday night. Like a mom busted Tom Sandoval out and blocked by Jax's DMs. So he's probably not actually dating that other girl. Is that like just for publicity? Or maybe, well, maybe. Well, you maybe it's just like an open relationship, and he's dating multiple people. At okay. Home. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I just I don't know. Like, if you were Tom, like, what would you advise Tom Sandoval at this point if he hired you on as a PR person? Just like Tom. How about you just lay low for a little bit? Lay low. I don't, think that's in his, I don't think he can. I don't think it's in his blood to lay you low. You know what's so funny to think about, though, is that, you know, like, Sandoval now has reached, you know, this level of, quote unquote, fame that VPR, like, the, that cast probably never thought they actually would reach because it kind of, like, yeah. exceeded the parameters of just Bravo, yeah. Like it became like an actual, like it was on CNN and New York Times. Like the fact that he is now able to date like Victoria's Secret models or like Leonardo DiCaprio's ex-girlfriend because of Scandaball. Like that's what it is. You know that Jax sitting at home. I'm just saying Jax is seething still. That he's not single? Yeah, that he <laughs> didn't reach just from being like a cheating piece of shit. Like that being a cheating piece of Dude. shit is Jax's bread and butter. Like, he's he like got I did it first. I did it first. I did it better. Yeah. The faith, the faith thing. Are you kidding me? Like I can't, that's legendary and you are stealing my bit. And like, right. I, you're right. I never even thought about it that way. I mean, so I, I'm excited that the show is back, but I am kind of like, okay, where do we go from here? Like, right. That's how, how I feel. It's like not my most exciting, like show on television, in my opinion right now. Like it's not my, like I am seated, which I obviously am. But I'm actually seated, obviously, for the traders in a way yeah. that, like, maybe even exceeds how excited I was for for Vanderpump last season. One last thing about Vanderpump Rules before we get to the traders is 
Uh, the funniest thing for this, and I'm looking forward to future episodes with her, is Anne, Tom Sandoval's assistant, who had to re-glue the wooden penis together. Yeah. And I just thought, like I said on Friday, I said, what a shitty part-time job. Like what, or like even a full-time job. Like, can you imagine her going home that night and telling family and friends that her boss had her glue together a wooden penis that meant something to him? You know, like, could you imagine, like, how would you feel about like, cause I imagine she has dreams and goals and I don't imagine like, at, like, I bet she convinced herself like, no, this is normal. Assistants do this stuff all the time. And like, I wonder ever if shame set in for her. And you know what? There are some assistant, like personal assistant gigs that look amazing like depending on who the celebrity is you get to like travel all over the world and you know some people like like that kind of job you get compensated really well if you're working for the right celebrity being sandoval's assistant would not be one of them that i would it is it is sad. well and by the way and the the assistant Anne has a podcast now everybody has a podcast it came out last week i forgot the name of it but her and another personal assistant and i have this theory because tom schwartz said on the nick vile podcast before he got there that tom's assistant quit you know they recorded this a couple weeks ago quit the week before and so everybody assumed it was Anne. My theory is that Anne quits during this season and that's why they've set her up as a character and whoever the other assistant was also quit a couple of weeks ago. I think oh. Anne is, oh. I think, I think, Anne, I think you're going to see a storyline where Anne, if, and by the way, I have no personal information of this. Nobody gave this to me. This is just from watching reality shows way too much. I bet you a hundred bucks that that's what happens. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that. Yes. Um, Okay, now let's get to something that we both love. The Traders on Peacock. If you do not watch The Traders, uh, I really highly recommend it. We're only like five episodes in, I think. And it this six. past week's episode, six, sorry, six. This past week's episode on Thursday, I really went in thinking, oh, it's probably reached its pinnacle already. It was the best hour of television I had seen all week. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. What did you think, Sophie? You know that meme that's like the viral, like, Twitter meme, where it's that, it's that, Butch woman, she's an Eagles fan, 
And it says, when your wife thinks she's the coach. And she's like, yeah, we're going to go for two. We're going to go for two. Yeah. That's me. That was me watching the traders this past well, week. It was from top to bottom. It was just this pilot, Pete, he was on The Bachelor. This guy is more than just a pretty face. This guy set a trap for the traders. And this Dan, this this Dan from Big Brother fell for it. And he had to fight for his life this episode. So you had pilot Pete painting this beautiful case. Parvati, Uh one of the traders, is like on her heels, you know, from pilot Pete. He really scared. And then at the end, Dan has to fight for his life and convince the faithfuls that he is a faithful and not a traitor. But the sad thing is he puts all of the attention on Phaedra, Phaedra one of the other traitors. He should have done it on eats him alive. Yeah, he should have done it on Parvati. First of all, I feel like the traitors is now turning into like the white lotus of the reality world where <laughs> if your agent gets you on the traitors, oh. like home run. Oh, so I said that, dude, I said that on Friday. I said, if I was representing any of these guys on reality, I would be begging to get my client on the trade. It's literally the white Lotus of reality TV. So true. Um, First of all, that. Second of all, I had never watched Big Brother. I'm not a Big Brother person. Um, So I wasn't familiar with Dan's funeral, which is like- Oh, the way everybody talks about Dan, like I don't watch Big Brother either, but the way this man has talked about, like he is a legend. He is a Big Brother legend, greatest of all time. So I- did an absolute deep dive uh, of Dan's funeral on Big Brother because everyone was talking about it to understand like what, why does everyone keep saying that? Because I feel like he's not playing the game very well, which he, he clearly wasn't. Um, We said he came out of retirement just for this. Right, right. So I listened to a podcast about it and I also, and I'll share the name of that podcast once I find it. I also read an EW Entertainment Weekly long read that was an oral history of Dan's funeral, which is like, if you Google Dan's funeral, Big Brother, it's like one of the first things that comes up. Also, um, wait, 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 when we say this, do Dan's funeral, Big Brother, if you just put Dan's funeral, it might lead you down some Dan's really funeral, sad, sad yeah, territory. Dan's funeral on Big Brother. Um, I listened to a podcast about it. It's called The Cast with Ray, Ray and Jacquees from May 11, okay. 2021. And they do a rundown of it too. So I like studied it. Okay. Like, between episodes to kind of like figure out like what is Dan's deal. And then after it just like, you know, really, really, really illuminated why it's like Dan, Dan keeps saying, I've been, I've had my back against a wall before. Like he, he, yeah, because the big brother episode, right. Was supposed to be his funeral and he talked everybody out of it. Basically he's organized his own funeral because the way that big brother works, it's kind of like, if you don't have allies, you know you're going home. There's nothing you can do if you don't have these allies. And he had allies, but it was something with it. It sounds like a really freaking confusing show, you guys. Like, I could not follow how the show works. There's, like, head of household and a veto yeah, and all yeah, of yeah. these things. H-O-H. H-O-H. And he basically prepared his own funeral, had everyone fooled, really manipulated everyone by, like, really like buttering them up and then turned everything and then had another person go home that night. Um, It's really interesting. You guys, they also like why on big brother, they put people like as like a punishment, they put people in solitary confinement, which is where Dan was when he, for 24 hours, he was in solitary confinement where he came up with this idea because he was alone with his thoughts. So that also one of the other punishments is making people eat slop. For three weeks straight, like Big Brother just. Oh, I do. I do that voluntarily. 
It sounds like really abusive. Like I don't yeah. understand like, each other. One of the other ones is they waterboard Dan for twenty five hours uh, straight yeah. to make him listen to bad Celine Dion music. It like actually sounds really like Intense. scary. Yeah, like I don't know you guys. Like Big Brother is like this whole other well, world. This Dan painted this picture at the 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 reckoning on the traitors, and you're right. He should have thrown it at Parvati, but his argument to the people was like nobody has ever written down Phaedra's name, and they had written down Parvati. So I think for his argument, he had to do Phaedra. But the the thing though, once Dan was voted out, he did a parting shot to Phaedra though, and says, "This is why you're such an elegant lawyer." Like made sure the lawyer thing got out into everybody's ears because at this point, yes. it really does. Like at this point, you know, and and Pilot Pete is like on to him. He knows Parvati. That's why I think they after, recruited him. I, oh, that that's the frustrating thing, you guys. At the end, the traitors meet and they get an opportunity to invite one person of the faithfuls to become a traitor. And Phaedra is like, you know, or Parvati's like, we got to do Dan. We got to do Dan. And Phaedra was like, I don't know about that. I don't know. And Parvati's like, he's going to vote me off next if we don't. Do you think Pilot Pete accepts being a yes. traitor? I think he does, but I think it's to be determined whether he actually like becomes loyal to the traitors or instead gets confirmation that they're traitors and then, you know, goes back to his allies, Burgalicious and company. Oh, not my sweet Burgalicious. Not not my my Burgalicious. Yeah. Um, And, you know, turns on the traitors and then the game is his if he gets Parvati and Phaedra out of there. But I feel like if it's his choice, right. But also I feel like if the choice is his, he knows he's like already onto it. Like, well, I guess. Okay. So I guess the deal is if, if he doesn't join the traitors, they could actually kill him that night. So he kind of has to join the traitors. I think he will join the traitors, but I think. But I'm saying if he chose not to, they would have killed him otherwise. Well, right. I think he's going to join them, but not necessarily be like loyal to them. Like I think his allies will still be his allies. I want to see that. See, that's like the rules. Like the rules are a little murky. And the fact that they brought Kate, like I love Kate Chastain, but the fact that they brought her in mid season kind of weirds me out. It feels a little unfair to the rest of the people there. That's actually like a good point. Like I love her and I'm happy. Like, can she's you just there. keep making up new rules? Like that's yeah. I, I mean, know. basically, you know who I love is John. Oh, the the British part, the, yeah, the British government he's like, guy. He's like treachery deserves banishment, and banishment, <laughs> my friend, should be your fate tonight. He's the <laughs> silent slaughter. <laughs> I want him to date Sutton from Beverly Hills. Oh my I think they would be like, oh, you, I love your little accent. I say, I say, I love it. Would yes. you Santos with me? Yeah, I love I love the traders. I wish I could like, and the other thing is, Sheree, she by Sheree is on the show too. And she's like, they just do like these like little cutaway shots of Sheree. Like Sheree potentially could win and she really hasn't done much of anything, which I think is brilliant. I love all the memes that's like, Sheree has no idea what's going on, but she's going to somehow like end up winning. (laughs) She's going to, she's well. And also speaking of real housewives of Atlanta, we got news about an hour ago that legend Candy Burris from real housewives of Atlanta has said she is not coming back for this next season of the real housewives of Atlanta. She has said she is taking the season off. So she has done 14 seasons of real housewives of Atlanta. She is so in the DNA of that show, but I think it is the right move for her. She said they waited too long. She has other things in 
in the works. They are doing a second season of Candy and the Gang. She's producing Broadway. And I think, listen, after talking about the traders, it also leaves room for them to potentially bring back Phaedra to Real Housewives of Atlanta right. after she's killing it on the traders because Phaedra is the reason why, like, like Candy Burris being there they would have to like really deal with the issue of what Phaedra said about candy for her to come back with candy there. But now without candy gone, I could see like Phaedra's so good on television. She is also like showman's watch between her and CT CT, her castle daddy. Dude, do you really think that's real? Do you think CT would hit, hit Phaedra? Like, could you imagine that? Not I, just, I love I mean, that. I I would love that for them. That's like honestly. the body, the like the body, the bodyguard vibes. Like it I just know. feels like very. I know like, when they were crossing the river, and she was like, "I'm scared," and she was like <laughs> holding on. Take to my seat. hand. Take my hand, Phaedra. Please. <laughs> oh my oh god. My <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm here. Like, I will say, for some reason, we've seen shows like this that mash up reality show characters before, but for some reason, this just works so well. It really, it really is just like the cast works so well. Also, like Pilot Pete never thought he was attractive before. Didn't know he had a brain in there at all. Such a huge brain. He's doing something for me. Do you remember his? I I actually watched the the Bachelor. <laughs> and he hooked up with he had sex with Hannah in a windmill. Yeah, in a windmill. <laughs> yeah. And do you remember? Like, do you remember they had his mom's uh reaction shots? Pilot yeah, Pete's Barb. Mom. Barb. Like mad. And I was like, oh my God, we need Barb on the traders. Actually, wait, speaking of The Bachelor, you guys, I haven't watched The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise or The Bachelorette or anything in a few seasons because I haven't liked the lead. And please, then wait, I, I was like, please say you say all this and go, but I have decided that I love this season of The Bachelor. Is well, that what you're about to say? Well, <laughs> let me just hear me out. Yeah. So, like, think of the past few bachelor bachelors that we've had. It's mm-hmm. been Zach, if you remember Zach, like yeah. Clayton. Um, who was even before Clayton? Like, I don't even know. Colton, like there Just have been names, yeah. undesirable leads. And finally, Joey, who's the current lead. And I didn't even watch um, Charity's season of The Bachelorette because, again, I kind of, like, gave up because I just didn't. I was like, I don't know who Charity is. Now I don't know who any of these cast members are on Bachelor in Paradise, so I'm not going to watch that. But I saw that Joey, I was like, he's kind of hot. He's pretty fine. I, mean, I was about to say, I will say, also, I want to point out to the audience, Joey kind of looks like your fiancé, by the way. Oh not like, not the hair, but like, like I, there is a combination. Wait, of oh my God. Oh, you're just realizing this? You're no, just I, realizing I did this? not. I don't even know yet if I agree, but thank okay. you for like the compliment. Um, but Joey, <laughs> so I guess the ratings of The Bachelor this season are higher than they've been in years. And for the only like the 10th time in history, they've seen an increase in ratings after the premiere instead of a fall off. So, like, he's actually bringing in the ratings, and that's what happens when you have an actual, like, hot lead who people are genuinely, like, fighting over instead of just, like, these, like, losers like Zach and Clayton. Well, can I also say that also I think they're they're coming off such a hit season from The Golden Bachelor that more people are interested in The Bachelor franchise. But also, I want them to get more creative. Like, we have The Old Bachelor. Why don't we do, like, The Ugly Bachelor? Like, like, like just say he's ugly in the title. Like, The Ugly Bachelor. (laughs) <laughs> no, but they do need to include like more plus size 
contestants because they really the bachelor they're not not happy with his waist size yeah yeah no like they literally have (laughs) the biggest the biggest bachelor (laughs) remember the biggest loser like is that still a thing oh i love the biggest loser but a lot of people that was very unhealthy that was very problematic also problematic but they have you know such they've gotten the program when it comes to like diversity of, you know, ethnicity and races and just like so many different diverse backgrounds of contestants, but it's still the same body type, which I think is kind of like crazy. So I would love to see more diversity when it comes to like body type. Well, I think the audience is there for it too. I think like even we saw that the audience was there for bachelor and bachelorettes of like any age, like older age, like people we wanted, like, I think because we're all those types of people, like, like, listen, I want to see, I want to see all types of people represented, but most importantly, I just want to see good storylines. I want to see good characters. I, right. I want to like, and the old bachelor and bachelorette, you know, it's just like, I don't want to see more people that are not going to get married and they're just going to try to be influencers for the rest of their life. Right. Exactly. Which is why I think having like an actual, like desirable, and he seems like so emotionally intelligent, so mature. Like he actually listens, like there are no red flag so far so i feel like he's actually like husband i love that sophie's talking about this like she's actually had conversations with he listens you guys he listens listens when i talk no but like i actually feel like he's husband material and that's why like even though some of these girls may have went on for i would be so fucking pissed if i was like a contestant last season on zach's season like I was like, what, what the fuck? And now you have this guy and not only is he like actual husband material, now the ratings are better than ever. So all of these people are actually getting followers in a way that the past few seasons, the contestants haven't really had become successful influencers because the ratings have been lower. I don't know you guys. Like, listen, you sold me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. Um, moving on to the real housewives of Beverly Hills last week. Did you happen to check it out? Um, it was the Merce and the Purse. No, what did I, what did I even miss? I like, I keep watching the episode. I will say it it was the, it was one of the better episodes of this season. Oh, It actually, it actually almost made, made me believe in the concept of female friendship amongst these late, amongst these ladies, but it also had wackiness of Erica Jane did get wasted. It was funny. Um, she kept like, she was making fun of Sutton had her old dance instructors, Merce, uh, his remains with her. And they're gonna like spread it to sea. And she was like, "You got mass in a purse." Crystal Kung Minkoff almost died from blood pressure. Anna Marie Wiley, like it was like all of these interesting things kind of came together. And there was some really emotional moments that I actually bought into in talking about the death of Sutton's dad and Kyle, the death of her friend. And I don't know. Listen, I saw I saw Kyle do interviews this week that kind of ruined all of that because. Kyle was then making fun of Sutton again on some interview. And I was like, I just, why, why, I don't understand why people have to keep this shit going. Doesn't people just want to get along at any point? Like, why does it always have to be contentious? Also, Kyle Richards is still friends with Morgan Wade, you guys. She made oh, that very I was clear. Say, didn't they like unfollow each other or something no, or like deleted all like the photos she, she, each other? Morgan Way did that like artist thing where they like just like delete everything and do put like two posts about their music. And Kyle actually was at her concert filming from her concert this past weekend. So everything is good. I mean, we still don't know what the F is going on, but Kyle and Morgan Wade are still whatever that relationship is. Thank God. Thank God, you guys. 
Thank God. I wasn't uh, sleeping. <laughs> I knew you. That's why you got sick on Saturday. It wasn't all the the party. It was like yeah. literally the worry. Um, okay. Okay. Moving so on. I'm going to catch up on, I mean, I'm only one episode behind. But yeah, it's only one episode. It's Are not, you caught up on Potomac? You know, I got to tell you, I, I gave up on Potomac a little bit. Like a lot of I've actually, have. I've actually, I, I, but I haven't given up on Married to Medicine. I find Married to Medicine actually so much more enjoyable than Potomac. And by the way, I am going to end up watching Potomac, but I'm just going to watch six episodes back to back one day. It was yeah, just, yeah, I was, yeah. when you're like super bored, you know what? I actually, I like needed like a mindless show yesterday when I was hungover and I don't know where Henry, where my fiance was. Like, I don't know what he was doing, but he I was, was like sleeping alone. off the second order or whatever you guys ordered. Yeah. Him. He actually like left the apartment at some point yesterday. Unlike me, but I put on, cause I never watched road real Housewives of Dallas. I never watched oh, it. Oh, it's good. I well, put it on from the beginning. I'm still in season one, but like, I'll keep you guys posted. I'm really excited to hear that. Actually, it's a really good, it's really good, uh, especially when you get into the I'm Leanne excited. Lockett it like, it wasn't on Peacock. Like it wasn't, it wasn't on something at one point when I tried to watch it like last year or something. And now it's like on Peacock. So I'm like, now's the time. Now is the time. Uh, but tonight, Potomac also, like, I know that you gave up on Potomac, but it's like, I don't know what what's like going to happen with that. I don't know. I mean, no, it's terrible this season, okay. but like, what's going to happen with that cast? Like, they're at like an impasse. It's just not going to work. So, well, if, if they don't, if, like, if Candy isn't, I mean, there's so many, Candace has to be willing, people have to be willing to actually get along. And I think sometimes right. we just actually need a couple of years of breath and maybe some, I don't know. I, I can't imagine what it's like to be a producer on those shows actually trying to fix something that's based in pseudo reality. Right, exactly. Uh, did you read that Caroline Manzo uh, lawsuit at all? Any of the the stuff? No, I didn't read Brandy? it, but I like oh saw that God. that was happening. It like, was so what? I I really don't think we'll ever see that. But also, I like this Brandy Glant. I, I worry about all the housewives out there. Like, stop depending on these shows for the rest of your life to earn your living. Like, it's a good supplementary. Are you income. saying that like in regards to Brandy? I just see Brand. It seems like this is tearing her apart and like whatever. And she admits this. She did something that like a botched face surgery. And it just doesn't ever seem like she every time like she'll tweet something mm-hmm. out of like, I need my livelihood. And it's all misspelled. And like, you know, she's repeating words and sentences. And I always I mean, there's no joke here. I just genuinely worry about her because yeah. it like she's like, it seems like she's like, you're attacking my livelihood. And the thing that I keep like, none of this should be any of these people's livelihood. It should be right. something nice and then build something off of it. Like treat it like the NFL. I mean, even that's like messed up in a sense, but like, like get a car dealership or something. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Right, right, yeah. Like, it's never going to last forever. And also, like, it's real housewives. And I know that that was Brandy's whole shtick was that she was, like, the relatable housewife who didn't have, like, Lisa Vanderpump money. But it's like. But now, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Did you watch so, uh, SNL last night with AOA Debris and Jennifer? Lopez? I watched. I watched her monologue, which I thought was really cute, really fun. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like laugh out loud, but it was no. funny. Yeah, it was, um, it was good because I felt like she meant it. Like I felt like yeah, she, really she was meant, excited. She was very to be earnest there. and cute and sweet. She was, you know, talking about how it was such a full circle moment for her because she's been she's um, been doing sketch like comedy a, for a long time. Yeah, she was doing like improv and whatever. Um, but like Nikki Haley, like what was that all about? Okay, so you guys, Nikki Haley, one of the Republican, you know, candidates for you know the Republican Party against Donald Trump, she showed up at the for, end you know, of the, the opening sketch. Yeah, for the president, for that little thing called the presidency, she showed up at the very end uh, of the sketch, and AOA Debris asked a question, and it was about Donald Trump. But then she also got in because Nikki Haley at one point wouldn't admit that the Civil War was about slavery, so they were able to get that joke in there. But at the same time, I guess the question is whether it be Republican or Democrat, should Saturday Night Live or anything be platforming? any kind of candidate on these shows and the think pieces the next day or today we're talking about, you know, is this SNL trying to play nice, uh, trying to widen their base and will we eventually be seeing Trump come to SNL again? Because remember when we initially ran the first time he hosted the show. It was a very strange choice. It's weird. weird. And it really like, I would be, pissed if I were AO because I feel like it really overshadowed like well, how, awesome what she it, felt, how she felt about it. Yeah, like, like how uh, did she feel about it? Like, did she get a say at all? Because it's surprising that she, you know, would be like, yeah, cool. Sounds good. Like, I feel like she'd be, I know that she is, you know, extremely just from some of her old social media posts and, and, you know, her, just what she said in the past. She's extremely progressive and like left leaning. So like, I'm sure she wasn't thrilled about it. I'm, I'm wondering what conversations are like, like that, because she was the one in that scene. I, I, you know, she could have asked to have one of the other cast members did it, do it. So I was wondering, right, right. Like, I was, was wondering, that? or did she think she was like holding Nikki Haley's feet to the fire by the slavery line? So I was right. curious about that. Um, That's true. That's a good point. But yeah, I feel like just the fact that Nikki Haley was on was completely overshadowed at least on like twitter from what i saw like it just like overshadowed everything the reason i was even bringing it up in the first place is because of jennifer lopez now jennifer lopez was the musical guest and ao and this is just goes to show that we'll never potentially be able to work with any kind of celebrity ever no no. uh ao did a podcast a really good podcast called scam goddess and she did an old episode and jennifer lopez got brought up and ao had said Jennifer Lopez's whole career has been a scam. She can't sing. She can't do that. I mean, it went off and it was very yeah. funny. It and was it was all true, was, by the way. It was, it was well, all true. You know, to, to, you know, in the ETH. Well, yeah. I mean, but it was also done in good humor. And you could tell that that upset Jennifer Lopez very much. Aoa Debris, even in one of the first sketches in a character said, uh, I also, because they actually did a funny sketch about Instagram of people leaving comments on Instagram. And the game was, why did you say that? And the host would be like, oh, you put, you put like, you would like knock this girl's boot. Why'd you say that? It was actually pretty funny and speaks to a lot of the comments I even see on my own posts or like people just like, just fucking put out hate for the love of it. Like, just like comment the weirdest shit. But anyways, she said in that sketch, she was like, uh, uh, I was young and I didn't realize. And you know, she kind of apologized to Jennifer Lopez in that sketch. But at the very end, the good nights when they're all on stage, Jennifer Lopez wouldn't hug AOA Debra. 
like she like turned to her and like didn't get the hug. Like Jennifer Lopez was still smiling and stuff like that, but didn't get the hug. And it was like, okay. And then had to turn around. And I just thought, guys, just think about this. No matter how far you go in your careers, no matter, remember, there's always going to be those moments where it isn't like when everything's going your way, remember that something's always not going to be going your way and take it all in stride. Because I imagine that's a really high moment in her career. And then that was potentially like just not ruined, but just taken down a notch of the enjoyment by imagine having Jennifer, imagine having Jennifer Lopez mad at you on the same, like imagine. And also like of all celebrities, like that have an ego, like Jennifer Lopez. Lopez Don't fuck around. Like, Oh, she's, she's not going to forget not, She's not going to let it go. She's not going to well, let I, it go. I was just thinking, I was like, I wonder if Ben Affleck pulled AO aside and been like, it was actually pretty funny. Uh, I get what <laughs> I get what I love. I love her. I love her. She's a le- And by the way, Jennifer Lopez is a legend. I was watching her performance. She which, by the way, she did lip sync. So it is funny in a sense, but she was giving one of the performances of her lifetime. She had a, like a, a hair, like a hair extension. She had a pull out cause it was like bad. She threw it back. Didn't miss a beat. Like she is. She's legendary. a performer. She is Wait, a performer. Did you, yes. did you see that trailer for her new, like, visual this is jennifer Lou. yeah yes it looks like, insane what is it why is it steampunk like it's there, steampunk well it's there's so many different genres in the guys go watch the trailer for it's this so is scary it's, it's like so from, scary. The, from the mind and soul of jennifer lopez wait from the twisted mind <laughs> jennifer, from the twisted <laughs> mind of jayla it looks insane wait, i feel like brian i feel like we need to um like Take some sort of hallucinogen and watch oh, that. By the way, wouldn't that be the best <laughs> podcast ever if I just like jump yes. out of the window halfway through? I'd be like, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. We're mass. There's a, been a mass casualty event after the JLo premiere. Um, <laughs> be, but by the way, that's the kind of, Sophie, that's what you're thinking right in. Like, that's the kind of thing that we need to be doing for this show. We need to get messed up and watch the JLo doc. Wait, yeah, like the, people, people who are like super into drugs. Will you let us know like <laughs> what hallucinogen would be the funniest? What would be the, I, like what hallucinogen, uh, what are our options when it comes to hallucinogen? <laughs> <laughs> what would be the perfect, that would be a great service of like, hey, I'm going to watch this movie tonight. What should I take? Oh, you're going to want to have a little bit of a sativa, uh, maybe like a Captain Morgan's on the rock. Like it would be great if somebody Wait, like would. That's actually so funny. Like my friend, you, I mean, I live in New York. Like obviously, you know, there are people dabbling. Doing their thing, I'm not, yeah. My friend uses, and I'm not saying me, I actually do mean my friend. I wouldn't know who to call if I were like, I need drugs. My friend has the service and they give you like a cardstock that has like the information about the drug. It's like, <laughs> I, I have it somewhere because I think it's like the funniest thing in the world, but just, you know. Your, fr- your friend like- Schmofi Schmoss. Yeah. <laughs> No, I kept it. She gave it to me because I thought it was so funny. But anyway, I think that's it's very informative and helpful. It has no, all the it information looks- you can need. Um, so anyways, uh, oh. SNL, that happened. I thought that was actually interesting. Also, in terms of Salt Lake City news, Monica Garcia, she did my friend Bethany Garcia's live podcast. Bethany Garcia has been on this show a bunch. She's amazing. Go check out the Garcia Diaries. But they did their first live event and Monica Garcia was their guest in Arizona. And she spilled some tea 
that she said, Monica said, Whitney came and sat by her at BravoCon and was very nice to her. And Heather got mad, gave her the finger across the room and did the I'm a slit your throat gesture. Like Heather did the I'm a slit your throat gesture. Can you imagine like Heather Gay doing that? In anger. I, yeah, 100%. Yeah, Honestly, I yeah. As soon as I said that, I'm like, yeah. What are you talking about? Are you like, receipts, proof, I'm going to slay your yeah, throat. Yeah. I just thought, I thought that Actually, was so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely Wait, so see what it. podcast was this? This was the Garcia Diaries. Bethany Garcia. She's been on uh, a couple. She's awesome. She lives in uh, Arizona. The podcast is her and her husband, and it's great. And she's one of my favorite, like, I always joke about influencers, but she's one of my favorite influencers because she's got a, a bunch of kids. Like you really see her real struggles. And I think she loves Bravo. And so I, I recommend her really, but she's been friends with Monica even before this season. So Monica was her guest. And like, I thought that was just such good information. That's hilarious. Wait, um, I feel like you need to bring up the fact that Freddie Mellencamp has a new podcast. She has like eight podcasts now. Yeah, like what? Uh, what is going on? She has a new podcast called Shoveling Shit and with Freddie. No, it's called Popping Off, Pooping Off with, no, it's called Popping Off with Freddie and Emily Simpson. What is going on? No, it's very simple. Is that the two, the Twats pod, the two T's is very, very successful. And what iHeart did was say, we love working with you ladies. This is very successful. It's beneficial, a mutual relationship. And they gave them like, go make new podcasts. So Tamara's doing a Traders podcast. Uh, they're doing the Eds, which is Freddie and Tamara's husbands. Oh my and God. And they're doing Popping Off with Emily and Freddie. I do think, I don't know, you know, like there's room for everybody. I just think that's a lot of, and I like Emily I don't know. Just put Freddie on a sh- put Freddie back on a show already. I relent. Just do it. I don't just make the make it all. Just put it. Do it already. What can we like? What can she go away? No, but like- that's the deal. But I will say, if people like that are going to push and push and push, like and do these podcasts, help Brandy. Like, like let lend a helping hand. There needs yeah. to be like you know who I do want to listen to on a podcast. Maybe not every day, but like every quarter is Brandy. Well, I blame all of you listening to this who also listened to the Twats podcast. I blame you. <laughs> I am proud to say I've never listened to the Twats podcast. I've, I've seen clips on TikTok. I've not said, but I will say the only, and I said this on the Patreon this weekend. I said, the only thing that I, bothers me sometimes is that I know like what they'll do is like, you know, they're, they're, they have such good insight because they've been on the show, but what they'll do though, is they'll like just surf online and take a lot of people's thoughts and like opinions and they'll pass them off as their own, you know, like they'll like that. I see happen a lot in the clips. I'm like, wait a sec. I saw my buddy say that, or I saw that, you know, I noticed that a lot. Whoa. You're telling me that Tamara judge and (laughs) the insightful comedians that I thought they were. Uh, well, listen, they're aggregators. They're like uh, the Huffington Post. They just they, aggregate. They bring a lot of they bring a lot of nuance. They bring uh, a lot of nuance to the reality television uh, <laughs> category. Um, okay, uh, as we start winding down here, I do want to talk about one of our favorite influencers. She had this post today, and I want to see if you think that I'm potentially right. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. She wrote today to all my supporters. Thank you for remaining to follow my life journey. Y'all kind words are very uplifting. I never said I was perfect. I'm a hundred percent human. I make mistakes, but I learn from them. I gain achievements, celebrate them with me. I invite y'all into my world, not as a public figure, but as 
Just Gypsy. And she capitalized Just Gypsy. So, Sophie, my theory is... Wait, what? Wait, does that mean that her and her fiancé broke up? Wait, what are you talking about? Where are you looking? No, but when you said Just Gypsy. Just... No, no, no. No, I like like it's like oh I'm just Ryan like it's like I'm just Gypsy I'm just Gypsy like it's just me Gypsy. What my theory is, Sophie, is that she's saying this. I bet her reality series is going to be called Just Gypsy. Just oh. Gypsy. So no, she. I don't think she's breakup season yet. But then she continues. Me being myself, doing whatever makes me happy as I begin my new life. There will be good times. There will be bad times. But that is what I have waited 32 years for: to live my life in freedom. And whoever is left standing by my side is my true supporters. Uh, hashtag Team Gypsy. Hashtag Gypsy Rose Blanchard. This has like over one million two hundred thousand likes, pretty much. But I do, I do think they are actively filming a reality show called Just Gypsy. Honestly, preach. Unlike TLC, like what oh, channel do you no, think? No, I think it's Lifetime because Lifetime did that five-part docu-series. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But I think, do you think the reason she capitalized that? Because it will be called Just Gypsy. And do you like that as a reality show name? Just Gypsy. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is fun. Yeah. But it, okay. But it kind of sounds... Okay. This is my only... To be nitpicky, it kind of sounds like an MTV reality show of like at like Ashley Simpson's like piece like you know just gypsy. Wait, this- I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay, I watched episode one so of good. the Ashley Simpson show the other day on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Pieces of me, all the pieces, pieces, the pieces. on a Monday. Okay, I'm sorry. No good. I was watching YouTube. Because someone mentioned somewhere that in the first episode, when Ashley and her mom are cleaning up her new apartment, that they're cutting up Coke. Speaking of drugs, <laughs> they are. I no, swear to God. No I swear way. to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. Go watch. I will find it later, the exact timestamp, so that you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. Just watch. Okay, you know what? Actually, I'm not joking. Really do find the timestamp because we'll pull it and we'll make a post tomorrow yes. with that in there because I think yes. that's fascinating information. Uh-huh. Um, but Just Gypsy reminds me of a title that you would put like on a early aughts MTV show and not, yeah. about, um, not about somebody that, what like, was that? I love Gypsy. I love Gypsy Rose, but she did participate in murdering her mom. So I just think Just Gypsy might be a little yes, like, murder a little is like, bad. like, like murder Just is Gypsy. Bad. Like, I, you know, like, and I, I'm fully in support of Gypsy. Like, I love Gypsy Rose. I Wait, just think we can't call it just Gypsy. Do you remember that show on MTV, like during the Ashley Simpson era, that was like, sh- what was her name? Cheyenne or something? Like, what happened to her? Wait, there was what an MTV you, reality you know show called talking- Just Cheyenne? Cheyenne MTV reality show? Cheyenne just- Kimball. Cheyenne, it was just called Cheyenne. Cheyenne oh. Kimball. <laughs> they didn't even, what? They didn't even try a at a certain point. Yeah, it was just Cheyenne. What the hell happened to her? I want a oh, list of like oh, all of those early aughts reality uh, shows that focused on like movie. those like obscure okay. like teenagers. Like, what was that one guy? I thought he was oh Ryan. Um, what was his name? Oh, the life of uh, uh, the the skateboarder. Yeah, he was a skater. Yeah. Life of Ryan. Yeah, I totally remember. God, there were so many. Like, I, I that's why Ryan Sheckler. Yeah. Oh my god, Ryan Sheckler. Oh my God. Okay. This is 2007. So I was like early teenager years, not to age yeah. myself. Um, 10 years, five years ago. 
I thought he was so sexy. Of course. Isn't it funny when you're- Wait, wait, wait. Just honestly, at what age did you start thinking of people as sex? Like, I just can't imagine. Like, what age do we start thinking of people as quote unquote sexy? Like- Honestly, like I was, I was probably like 12 when I was like, like also, wait, do you remember the guy that was in all of the DCOMs, Disney Channel original movies? He was in like Life of the Irish or Luck of the Irish, I mean, Smart House, like that actor- I thought he was like the sexiest person alive. That's I you I mean it sounded like you had a lot of crushes when you were younger. And also like it's just so funny now to like look at pictures of him in those movies. He was literally 12 and I was like, "Oh my god, he's so sexy." <laughs> like that wait, <laughs> did, wait, did you ever think you were going to marry a celebrity? I thought I was going to marry that actor. Like that the actor. Um yes. What oh my god, what was his I'm going to find it cuz now I feel bad that I'm not saying it. Smart House, uh, maybe. What was his name? Oh, Ryan Merriman. Ryan Merriman. Did you? Did, well, he was in Smart House. I remember Smart House. Yes, yes. That's a he very played Ben Cooper. Like, of course, like the main character is named Ben Cooper. Um, okay. The Grammys are tonight, folks, and uh, you know Taylor Swift finally arrived. She was wearing all white. They're saying it's wedding dress white. People need to chill out, but they are saying that she's is going to announce the reputation Taylor Swift version. She took her profile picture and made it black and white. So it is it is eminent, you guys, that she's going to announce this because yes. next Sunday is the Super Bowl and the Kansas City Chiefs will be there. And oh I mean, we've God. seen we've heard all so many rumors that Travis Kelsey is going to propose on the field. We've no, heard he's not. No, he, of course he's not, but I'm saying the rumors are like out of control. Uh, the rumors. The rumors. And all we got to worry about is the sweet sounds of R&B Usher. We do not need to be thinking about Taylor Swift at this yes. game. She's yes. going to be there. It's going to be fine. Everybody's going to chill out. But she's at the Grammys tonight. Uh, we'll do more Grammy stuff on Tuesday. Um, but uh, finally, I do want to talk to you. The last thing is, did you see these... Apple Vision Pro goggles that went on sale on Friday we, for $3,500. We saw someone wearing them today when we were out in Soho today. Did you push it? Did you push them? I wanted to. Like, no, like I mean, it's I think wild. It's, it's so depressing. And I also like watch, I not by my own volition, I was forced by my, if you have like a nerdy like boyfriend, husband who's just like nerdy and like, oh, like you know I'm, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. He made me sit down and watch this YouTube video for like 30 minutes. And it was like the, what you see when you're wearing them. So it, what you yeah. see is just like, you see, like if I were wearing them right now, I could see you. Like I could see what's in she front of me. You could also see a TV. You, you could see like, a six inch TV. You could, yeah. you could, you have all these screens, you guys. It's like minority report that Tom Cruise movie. You yeah. can do gestures. <laughs> I will say, I, I mean, it is, there is something like soul sucking about it, but it is kind of, like, we're already there. Why not go a step further? It does seem like I kept thinking about watching Housewives and transcribing notes. Like, it would make it so much easier. Um, I was just thinking of like all the way you could use this thing. But it is really... I, I watched the same demonstrations your boyfriend, uh, your fiancé watched. I I was kind of like, oh, shit. Like, I can't afford it. But I'm like, oh, shit. It is kind of cool. It just no, looks No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Like, he was like, okay, but, like, imagine, like, the only time I would wear them is, like, if I'm, like, working and then instead of, like, buying, like, instead of, like, sitting in front of four screens, I could just, like, have them. Yeah. 
I'm like, yes. you also could just like physically like have like, you know, just like multiple windows open on your like desktop computer. He already does. It's, it's, it, it would be better for, the, I'm with, with your guy a hundred percent. And the, the other thing I want to tell people, and this is not to be a bummer, but you can actually take video that you filmed. You can put it into this vision pro and it's like you're reliving those moments. You're putting yourself spatially oh my God, in it's those like moments that, again. It's that episode of Black Mirror. Wait, it is. It is. And it, you could actually. I'm scared. Like, I remember it is scary. saying, it is, I'm it scared. Is scary. It is. By the way, we're done. It is over for humanity, but it is like, fun. It is. I remember. I remember exactly where I was when, like, the iPad was announced. And I was like, this is dumb. It's like, you have a computer and you have a phone. Why do you need like the in-between one? I was like, this is never going to take off. Obviously I'm wrong. AirPods. I was like, they're just going to fall out of your ears. These are never going to take off. Obviously they took off. Like, I'm like, these are never going to take off. Next week, every single person is going to be That's so sad. But see, the reason why this potentially is not going to take off, the price tag is so, in it's $3,500 for like a basic yeah. model. That's like going to prevent a lot of people. And then I was watching people on the subway wear these things. Like, Sophie, like, is it safe to wear these things on like any, like, wouldn't you just like grab this guy's air, like just rip him off his head? I probably like, would you, try to, yeah. If you're wearing a $3,500 device, it's like that, like you're, it's that visible. Like, I, I would just be scared that somebody was just going to like grab it. Right. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Just wear but, it at home. Wear it at home. Um, yeah. So be, what, uh, any recommendations for this week? Anything that you're watching? We know oh that you God. watched. What did I, I feel, oh, you know what? We watched Anastasia last night. You know what, what I'm talking Anastasia? about? No, I don't think. Anastasia, I the animated movie from like 1997 on Disney. <laughs> Guys, it it holds up. Let me just say that. Your fiance watched Anastasia. It, he, he had never seen it before, and he loved it. By the way, so oh like, oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I'm just kind of like healing my inner child right now and trying to go through all of the Disney movies on Disney Plus for my childhood. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Yeah, do that. Yeah, before who before little Sophie is running around, you got to heal that childhood for yourself oh, and God. get to a place. Uh, oh, I also want to re- recommend to people if you are into pop culture, there's a documentary that just hit Netflix this week called "The Greatest Night in Pop." It's only an hour and thirty six minutes, but it's about the making of the song "We Are the World" from the eighties. Now, a lot of you people are like, "Oh my God, that's so old! I don't even know what that is about." It's hysterical though because it's a time capsule of a lot of the biggest musicians in the world. Uh, at that time, Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna, Cindy Lauper, Huey Lewis, Paul Simon, Bob Dylan, Stevie Wonder. They all came together to make this like uh, song for all the proceeds going to Africa. But it was about them recording it. And they have footage of all of these people after the American Music Awards going to record this all night long because they were only going to be in town that night. And it's all these superstars like Bruce Springsteen is there. He's one of the talking heads in it, too. And you know, there are just pieces of it that I thought were like Bob Dylan couldn't sing on key and Stevie Wonder had to like Bob Dylan, you could say was like getting all insecure and Stevie Wonder had to do a Bob Dylan impression to Bob Dylan to show him how to sing his little part in the song. And all of these superstars are getting nervous around each other because they're like, oh my God, it's my turn to sing. And they're all trying to out sing each other. And I don't know, there was a part of it. Like it's not the best documentary you'll ever see, but there are little pieces of it that I thought were really magical. And especially if you were a kid in the 
80s or if you just love pop culture, I do recommend that. I think it gives you a really certain place in time before music has turned into what it is now as streaming. It was wild. It's like a pre-internet documentary. It's Wait, really what interesting. is called the greatest, the greatest, the greatest night, night in, pop. in pop? I feel like that title made me think that it should be about the Insane. making of DJ Earworms, United States of Pop in 2009. I love, oh my God, I know exactly what, I used to play some of that on the show. Yes, I know exactly I what you're talking about. I was with that. Oh, shit, now fuck. I got oh, a feeling, leave oh, oh, it on the we, we went too long, but what did you think about Justin Timberlake and the Britney Spears thing and how oh, he, like how Britney, Britney took back the apology? What did you think about like, cause Justin was like, I don't need to apologize to nobody. And then yeah. did the song. He was like, I want to take a second to apologize to absolutely nobody for, for nothing or whatever he said. Yeah. Um, and also I read a really, I was it on the Atlantic. I can't remember where I read it. Let me find it. It was called The Desperation of Justin Timberlake. And it was after he was on SNL with Dakota Johnson and how yeah. like he really had this air of desperation about him that he is like just not relevant. The tides have turned PR wise or public image wise for him. And I just think it's really interesting. I'll also um, well, link that like on my Instagram story. So I, I, I keep, yeah, I please do. I keep at, like, I keep saying like, pay attention to this comeback because it is interesting for any pop star, but for Justin Timberlake, especially because so much of the bad mouthing of Justin Timberlake, like is spread online, but it he doesn't do himself any favors when he like right. does shit like that. Like, dude, exactly. stop it. like just don't say shit like that. It, it makes him come off suspect. Like, why are you this right. When it's like, you should just be, thank you, Brittany, for saying you enjoy my music. I loved your book. I support you always, period. Why right. did Brittany then came back on Instagram and was like, the streets, I heard that I heard from the, the streets have been talking and I don't apologize. First off, like who is like, Brittany's hearing things from the streets? Like who's like, why are the streets? The streets. Like, the streets Wait, and the gated you, communities. Did you ever watch that movie Reptile on Netflix? Oh, no, you recommended the Justin Timberlake Benicio yeah. Del Toro. Great movie. Great movie, by the way. But Justin Timberlake was like the weakest, the weakest part. He can't act. He's his whole career. I like, I like, his, like I said, I said, so sue me. I like his music, but I don't like this shit. I'll like, never forget. I'll never forget my old coworker who I love and like still talk to to this day. I was texting her about it the other day. She bought tickets to the man of the woods tour, like before sure. the album came out. No, and then the, uh, the album and wasn't then the good. album came out. She was like, fuck. <laughs> uh, I got one ticket to man of the woods. If anybody's looking for it. Um, no, but he's like got a world tour to like start selling tickets for. And I just wonder with these big celebrities, does anybody in there, like, does he have somebody in his camp that actually tells him the truth of what is certain, like what is going, cause he does have a huge fan base, but don't, like expand the fan base, like play ball a little bit. You're not at a point where you can pull that shit. And you're also like, sorry, dude, like you don't want to be Kanye. You don't want to be this. Like just, just fucking make peace already. Right. Either like be Kanye and like court controversy and be someone that people like love to hate and like get wear the Jason mask. Wear the, the fucking yeah, like mask that commit comes. to the bit at least. Wait, what do you think? Is the tour going to be like man of the woods tour part two? Like our, do we know the name of it yet? <sighs> I think it's called everything. Uh, it, no, the name is already because uh, he announced it on Jimmy Fallon, your friend. 
Um, his tour is called. Wait, should we um, take hallucinogens and go to the Man of the Woods what, Part Two? Everything now we we suggest is just taking hallucinogens. It's the <laughs> oh, it's called Justin Timberlake the Forget Tomorrow World Tour, which sounds like yeah, man, you what? might want to forget what tomorrow you if you don't start like apologizing. Bitch. Forget tomorrow like, world tour, and he's thumbs upping. Like, I, shut I, up, bitch. Well, that's what I said. I compared him to Tom Sandoval. Like, it's like Tom Sandoval. It's like, why double down on this shit, Tom? Like, just shut up and apologize. Like, d- like if you're going to bitch, bitch to Schwartz behind closed doors. Justin Timberlake is coming off like Tom Sandoval when he's petty like that. Like, there's right. no need. There's no right. need. And then he grabbed Jessica Biel, his wife's ass on stage. He was like, look at this. Also, like, 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 remember that cheating scandal? Like, I still remember they're holding that. Hands, when they're holding hands in the Yeah, with like some coaster. She, was, what? What he was movie filming was a that, movie. by the way? Wasn't yeah, he it filming was, like some movie? I think it, was in, that, it was in New Orleans, I think. Yeah, like did that movie ever come out? Like what even was it? I have I have zero clue. I have zero clue if that movie came out. Um, okay, I'll I'll keep you by guys posted. Sophie, if you had a Vision Pro goggles, you would be able to do all of this in your Vision Pro goggles instead of like keep typing. You would actually be able to do it You're in You're right. Space. You're right. Wait, it was called Palmer. You guys, it was Palmer. called Palmer, this movie. It came out in 2021. So that was the movie on the set of which Justin Timberlake cheated on Jessica Biel with his co-star. So that movie came out three years ago. In and fact, they should, they should. That's how they should promote movies like that, of like the film that Justin Timberlake cheated on his wife during filming. Like, wait, I feel like okay, you need to not, use anything. I, I have the Wikipedia up. Eddie Palmer, and he plays Palmer, by the way. Eddie Palmer is a former high school football star and ex-felon who has been released from prison after serving 12 years for attempted murder and armed robbery. <laughs> That's just the first sentence of, like, the whole, like... And he movie. plays Palmer, somebody that killed somebody? Yeah. So... I can guarantee, guys, I can guarantee everybody out there listening that Sophie <laughs> will watch this movie in the next two weeks. I, I bet you Sophie will watch this movie. I'm going to take hallucinogens and watch Palmer. <laughs> okay, you guys, I've abused everybody's time enough. Sophie, this was the laughs I needed. Thank you so much. Um, Sophie Ross, the one, the only. What's going on this week? Anything that we need to know? Support you with anything? Um, no, I'm just trying to survive. No one told me that wedding planning fucking sucks this much. It fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, my I'm God. My, um, I was told, too, that... You, that I guess you posted on your Instagram stories where you were at and, and uh, cousin Hillary was like, Oh my God, that's a really nice hotel. She was at looking at in Charleston. Uh, like someplace you were at. She was like, that's a really nice place. Really we nice do place. have our venue booked, which I'm excited about. We're so, not going to dox it. So we're not going to say it here. Yeah, I'm not going to dox booked. my wedding. Cause I know that like, there are so many like scary stalkers that like particularly <laughs> stalk me. That are uh, definitely going to. I know we joke, but I've had them, so I know we joke. That's true. But it's, that's it's, true. It's very. It's like if anything, they would come to stock Ryan. They like do yeah, not. Yeah. Get <laughs> no, it's that's not. It's only kind of funny for me. Yeah. Um, I'm in like a bunker in Columbus, Ohio right now. So, um, but anyways, we, you know, next time we're going to keep getting updates about Sophie's wedding up until the moment, uh, of this wedding. So I'm very excited about the future for this show. And here's another thing. Why don't we take hallucinogens at your wedding? Oh my God. Why don't we take hallucinogens and like plan my wedding together? <laughs> yes. Uh, Miss and Amy Ross, Miss Ross, if you are listening by chance, I am so sorry for anything that we said during this hour and a half. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> sorry, mommy. Bye. Bye. 
So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.